You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Welcome to a new episode of Between You and Me. This is the podcast that talks about the stuff that hurts and heals and changes us in the music industry. We talk about everything from faith to mental health, politics, and even some of the cynicism that can come with being in the church or part of the Christian music industry. My name is Jess Morris, and I am so happy to be sitting with you today. I imagine that we're sort of sitting across from each other in a cafe having coffee. Sure, I know this is coming through your earphones, but I like to think of these conversations as a conversation between friends. So today you happen to have me, a member of Hillsong United, and you sitting at the one table, and I hope you really enjoy it. I am so, so freaking excited because we have a member of Hillsong United with us. Yes, another Australian on the podcast, and it is the best. I got the chance to speak to Maddie Crocker. Now, Crocker is phenomenal. He's such an established musician, but he's also a genuinely good guy. The fact that we got to talk to him is pretty cool because he doesn't do a whole ton of press for Hillsong United. A lot of you would know that there are over 10 people in that band. It's a rotating roster because of the nature of Hillsong, and so often you get other people, singers, songwriters, stepping up and taking the press, answering questions, doing the radio stuff. Well, when the team from Hillsong United reached out to Jesus Wired and said, would you be interested in doing some promo for the new album, People and the Tour? We said yes. And then we said, how about in addition to a whole written feature, we do a podcast. Would you have anyone willing to speak to us for 40 minutes? And wouldn't you know it, the legend that is Maddie Crocker stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, let's do it. So I am so, so happy to share my interview with Maddie with you today. Better known as Crocker, which is pretty much just Australian going by your last name. I'm really happy for you to hear this. They have an amazing new album coming up. I have heard the same four tracks as you guys. People is being kept under the covers. It's being kept under wraps pretty well. Uh, but I can tell you from the four tracks that I've heard so far, it's really special. And I don't just say that because Christian music industry, let's get excited about Hillsong and the greatest new release. No, I say that because uh, in the past few years, United's music has really been personal to me and really touched my life. And these new tracks that they have has meant an awful lot for my mental health in the last few weeks and has meant an awful lot for my own journey. And from talking with Crocker, I can tell that these songs come from the band's own struggles. Now, bear with me, guys. For those of you who have never joined us before, welcome to the family. I hope you will come join us again. So excited to have you. A reminder, yes, you are going to hear our interview with Crocker today. But before we get to that interview, you will hear a short intro. Consider it like, you know, your bio, better than Wikipedia, I am a trained journalist, where we go through Hillsong, what they've accomplished, what they've achieved, and we actually dive into Crocker's role in that as well, which is a lot of fun. From there, you will hear the interview. Crocker and I spoke for about half an hour and he is awesome. Now, please be aware, we have done the best we can with this audio. Crocker and I were both on the road when we recorded this. So what you have is the best edited version 
of a phone call possible. If you are listening to this while you are doing something else, say working or anything like that, and you really want to pay attention to it and really dive into the heart of Hillsong United and the album people, I would actually encourage you maybe to hold off and listen to this maybe while you're on a walk or while you're running or something like that. But it's so worth it. Crocker really goes into why the band values honesty, why he values honesty, and even actually answered some of my questions about how he's negotiated some of the more controversial and tougher times the band has gone through. This one is so much fun, and it is such a privilege to have Maddie Crocker on this podcast. So guys, without further ado, please enjoy this short bio about Hillsong United and Matt Crocker. Twenty-one years, nineteen albums, twenty-six band members, and one movie documentary. It's fair to say that Hillsong United have accomplished a lot since they started as a mere youth group band in 1998. Hillsong United was spawned from the now international Hillsong Church, coming together under the leadership of Phil and Lucinda Dooley at the original Sydney Hills campus in the 90s. Originally named Powerhouse Youth, it was divided into two ministries. The older Powerhouse Knights were led in worship by Reuben Morgan, Marcus Beaumont and Tanya Richards, while the younger youth held Wildlife Nights under the guidance of Joel Houston and Marty Sampson. Joined by Luke Munns and Michael Guy Chislett, they will come together once a month for a United event, and after prompting from their former Hillsong worship pastor, Darlene Check, known for Shout to the Lord, they recorded their first live EP, One. This was released to coincide with the Hillsong Church album Touching Heaven, Changing Earth in 1998, and I can assure you that album is a banger. It was around this time that a young Matt Crocker began the band Able, with Joel Houston, Marty Sampson and Michael Guy Chislett, and they gained success as Channel V's Leg Up Artist of the Year. Simultaneously, Crocker was mentored in-house by some of Christian music's most celebrated songwriters. Hillsong United's first live album recording was presented as Every Day and was packaged with the church's 1999 worship record, solidifying the youth ministry as indicative in the Australian church youth market alongside each state's youth live ministries and later Planet Shakers Church. Best Friends, King of Majesty and To the End of the Earth followed and United formed an established roster of members who would go on to record nine live and five studio albums. Hillsong United charted on Australia's music charts for the first time in 2005 with Look To You and have appeared on the same charts with nearly every release since. Songs like One Way, Best Friend, Every Day and Hosanna were formative in youth groups across Australia during this period, with worship leaders rising up through the band in the noughties, including Houston, who took on the leadership role in 2003, as well as Brooke Fraser, now Liger Wood, who was also a cool leader, and other musicians such as Michelle Frager, Jack Gillies, Jonathan Douglas, best known as JD, Crocker and Michael Guy Chislett. Emerging in the US market with a 2005 album, it was clear that Hillsong United were more than just a youth band, and when they released 2007's All of the Above, and it picked at number one on the US Christian Billboard charts, it was clear that this was more than just a simple Aussie band. Originally known for penning charismatic, energy-inducing anthems that youth loved in worship, they have progressed into a more soulful, introspective sound, and the results spoke for themselves. 2009's Across the Earth, 2011's Aftermath and 2013 Zion all charted at number one on the US Billboard charts and they've had numerous tours across the US to coincide with these successes. 
passing on the youth ministry baton with Hillsong Church to the Young and Free Band six years ago, Hillsong United are now a more independent creative expression of the church. And it was their 2013 single Oceans, led by Taya Smith-Gokroger, that assured anyone left doubting that this band was a powerful creative and worshipful force not just in the Christian music industry and in churches worldwide, but also in the secular markets. Oceans reached number one on all the US Christian Billboard charts and made it into the Billboard 100 the same year. During the writing of the band's album Empires, they were approached by director Michael John Warren, who took an unbiased spectator's view on the group's life and career. The result was a documentary, Let Hope Rise, which was acquired by Pure Flix and released in cinemas across the globe in 2016. In the time since, Hillsong United have released Empires, 2017's Wonder, and the live recording of Dust and Grace, where songs like Touch the Sky, So Will I, Times 100 Billion, and Not Today have reshaped how people perceive worship music and the artistry behind it, even in the last five years. Since Matt Crocker joined the band as a songwriter and worship leader in the 90s, he has penned more than 50 songs for the church and the band. Some of his most well-known pieces are Oceans Where Feet May Fail, Prince of Peace, Break Free, Take It All, Not Today, and recently, As You Find Me. His songs have been covered by artists including Bethel, KB, Jesus Culture, Rebecca St. James, and Shane and Shane, not to mention the fact that they're sung at churches across the world every Sunday. 21 years since their first recording, and Crocker is an integral part of Hillsong United, a solid 10-piece band that have filled some of the most prestigious venues in the world. Their new album, People, will come out on April 26th, and lead singles Good Grace, Whole Heart, Hold Me Now, As You Find Me, and Another in the Fire, reveal a return to their live conference-filled roots. With a US tour to coincide with the anticipated release, I spoke to Crocker about growing up in Hillsong, why the message of people is so important, and why honesty is the heartbeat of this very talented group of friends who just happen to play music together. This is a really special interview, guys. Please enjoy hearing from Matt Crocker. I wanted to know first, about the new album, People. Can you tell me what inspired this album as opposed to the other ones that you've done? Yeah, well, we, um, I think last year we just decided, uh, I mean, we've been doing albums for a while now and we thought we'd do something different, maybe a little bit special. We used to always do live albums back in our youth ministry and at church. Uh, so we thought we'd kind of go back to our roots and do that again. And I think it had an influence over the songs as well, the sound of the songs, the kind of overall vibe of them. I don't know, we grew up with all these amazing bands that we used to listen to, and guys who kind of paved the way for us, people like Delirious, and um, I don't know, I could just rattle off a number, number of people, but for us, we wanted to kind of tip back on those old, cool kind of vibes so you can hear in songs like Good Breaks and, and the rest of the album, which is out in April 26, I'm excited for everyone to hear that, but for us, it was just doing something that was really not trying to be anything else but a song that people could sing and um, rally people together. And I guess the name People is kind of saying that these songs are for everyone, these songs, this message, um, the God we serve is for everyone. And for all people, no matter who you are, where you are, what you think you've done. Um, and so I think that's that message, keep it simple, write songs that are simple and easy to sing, but songs that we love still, obviously, because we love making music. And um, I think... We've made something that we love, so we're happy. Yeah, perfect. Do you have a favourite track on the album? I think maybe the song, As You Find Me, would be, uh, and maybe, it's, I don't know, maybe it's just because I was a songwriter in there, but I think for me, it's 
Um, I love being a part of the journey of songwriting and the creative process. But I think having Corelli in this song, and he's been through a lot over the years, and tend to kind of show where he's at now. He's coming out the other side of it. He's saying that we've all, I know Joel playing Taylor's had over the last few years, he's been going through whatever, and I know all of us do that, and we go through things. So it's up and down. Um, every single day it can be up and down. And so that song kind of touches on those things. And so, I don't know, it just resonates Because um, my next question was literally that something that I observed since Empires is that you guys seem to be not that the not that the earlier stuff wasn't real or honest, but it seems to be so much more raw, and there seems to be so yeah. much depth and wrestling and pain and struggle in it, which is incredibly beautiful. And I was curious about how you managed to to bring that those experiences in and still keep your music congregational. I think writing this song, our aim is always to have positive things in a congregation of setting. But I think United has the opportunity to write songs that people can really kind of it just meet them where they're at. So they can be driving along, they can be in the train, they can be wherever, in a hospital bed. And they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with at the time. And we want to write songs that possibly carry that message of hope and love of Jesus in But also, kind of speak of real things, you know, and we're all human, we all go through things in life, and so for us, it's just using our experiences, um, and showing that we're just the same as you, obviously, we're going through whatever, but we have the opportunity to write songs that kind of meet people where they're at, and resonate in their heart, and maybe help them out, um, and I think what amazes us is these songs is, not every single one, but a lot of them translate into churches really well, because slightly different maybe to your normal conversational song that you can sing on a Sunday morning. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing and that's what we don't want to take for granted either. So we always want to push through for those lyrics um, or even those that music, that piece of music that is authentic and raw um, and not trying to be anything else but real. songwriting process for you guys when did you come up with the concept for the album and then just go straight in from there or have you been creating these songs for quite a while i feel like i know joel had a lot of these ideas and concepts and he might have been writing for a while 
again, I kind of mentioned before, he, he's been going through stuff and he's first to say it. Um, he's struggling with life, I guess, and having a different questions. And so he's come out of that and he felt like God was saying to him, I want you to write your way out of this. And so he's been writing and writing and writing for this process. But for us, it's mainly just gathering ideas and um, ideas or feelings or experiences. I don't know, but we kind of come together. I know, like for me, I would go right with Joel over in America. He's just moved to LA, but he was in New York before, so I'd go over there with Ben Hastings and we'd write. And we'd all bring our ideas and just see what happens. So, and sometimes you leave with ideas or songs, sometimes you don't. But you just kind of keep pushing through, and I think that's the life of the songwriter. You just keep writing and writing. Um, and things just kind of fall in place as you go. So we always believe that the trust of God's hands on it and he's kind of directing the songs as we go along. And that, um, I don't know that something special is going to happen in the songs that's going to be of God, but that's just, just the songwriting process is just pushing in and going hard and not stopping until we know the song's right and what it's meant to do. Yeah. How do you guys do that and sort of keep going until you know that you've got the song that you want and you've got the collection of songs that you want for the album. How do you work that to the time frame of going, we have to release a studio album every X amount of years and we have a conference coming up?
I do at the end of every interview is I just ask my guests a few random questions um, that, say, like a fan might throw at you. They don't always have context, but it's just maybe things that I've wondered or other people might have wondered. So I was wondering what of all of your songs, old tracks, and I'm talking like probably 2000 and like 19. What's your favourite old school Hillsong song? Yes, sorry, that was a uh, mouthful. I'm trying to think. I'm with my friend Ben, he's pointing to himself. <laughs> um, oh, I don't even know. Far out. Stuck with some ideas. Safe bet, but also incredibly accurate. So nice work. Oh man, what is it? Um. I think God is in the house and all things are possible hold a special place in my heart because I would dance to them when I was in primary school, which made me extremely popular. So. I do. I don't know if it was, it was something with Dan Hills or was that Nicolai? Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe still. That's a good song. I mean, yeah. yeah, nice. Of all the songs that you've written for Hill Song and for other artists, whether they're Christian artists, secular artists, worship, whatever. Do you have a most memorable song? <laughs> for me, it's probably, I don't know, Five Four Down, it's not my best song, but for me, it was like, I don't know, I spent a lot of time just on my own writing that song in my bedroom. I didn't know what I was really writing, it was kind of worse for me every night. I was young, so I was just using my own pace out, really. Yeah. Um, and so that song for me was really the song that was just sentimental. Um, I just felt like this was handed in and God kind of made it happen. And all I did was spend time for his presence there. Yeah. And last question, if you could go back in time and speak to yourself, say, uh, right after you just played on Channel V for the first time, uh, and you're sort of at the start of music, you're really excited and you didn't know what was next, what would you say to yourself? special. Maddie was really honest with me and he just, I didn't feel like there was any walls. He was literally just on the road being like, yeah, let's talk. Uh, and that's really cool. I think often people have an image of celebrities, which you could say Maddie is or not. Honestly, it really depends if you run a parody account of his, <laughs> but let's be real. I think it's really easy to get caught up in the idea of famous people, people who make music, being different to us or thinking that they think they are better or different than us. 
I have never, ever had that experience with Hillsong United and I definitely didn't have that experience with Crocker. So I'm really grateful that he was willing to open up and include us as part of his day. Thank you for sharing, guys. And thank you to the Hillsong team for making that happen. A reminder, you can get the new album, People. I don't even know what number United album that is. Honestly, they've been doing this for so long, nearly 20 years now, but it looks like it's going to be pretty epic. So People is out April 26, which if you're in Australia is even better because we get that a full like 15 hours before you guys, which is a win, let's be honest. They also start their USA tour on April 25 in Texas. So if you are in the US and you would like to see United on tour and would like to worship with them, definitely check that out. Just go to hillsongunited.com and you will find all the details. You'll also find a link to the album and more details about how you can get in touch with Crocker and follow him online as well as the band in our episode bio below. All our show notes have today's songs first four all came from the new album so if you love them make sure you pick up a copy of people now if you would like to follow crocker online he is at matty crocker he has a donut as his instagram profile picture there you go i can't complain i think donuts are awesome clearly he does too you can also follow hillsong united online at hillsong united now what we would normally do at this point of the episode start to wind things up I would say thank you for listening here's my reflection on what Crocker said today here's where you can get the album well I covered that you know Uh, please subscribe please rate us I will do those things but because today's episode is a little bit shorter I thought that I would include a bit of a rewind segment which is what we have been doing with an extra episode through the weeks. A lot of you would have noticed we didn't drop a rewind episode for our previous episode with Andrew Kitchen of Outer Skeptic. That was purely just due to time constraints on my part. I love running this podcast. I love the partnership I have with Jesus Wired doing it. But at the moment, this is a one woman show, sort of. I don't know. Uh, And it's not always possible to do everything. So I am sorry that you guys missed out on that. We'll see how the rest of the season goes if we can manage to reel out two episodes a week. But please be sure you will always have a new episode on Friday. And we will be finishing out this season with a bang. When we rewind an episode, we generally go through the playlist, we go through some edited segments, things like that. You heard all my questions with Crocker today, so I don't have any behind-the-scenes stuff to share with you. We've already sort of discussed some of United's songs and what we played through the podcast. Another one in the fire, Good Grace, those songs. The first four were all new, and you'll find that the last couple at the end are from their previous album, Zion and Wonder. The thing that stood out to me about the new tracks from People is that they are so inclusive. One, they recorded live, which is very old school Hillsong. United's first few albums were all live, and it's only in recent years they've gone to studio. So it's really cool to see them do a throwback to their early days and really capture that spirit. And something that I appreciate with that is anyone who's grown up in Australia, and maybe you guys in the US can tell me too, but... During the era when Hillsong United was sort of taking off in the 2000s, when a lot of us were teenagers, it was really like a world-changing generation. That was the movement we were part of. It was just after the True Love Waits 
scenario we sort of just skipped the purity ring scenario even though it was a little bit there which is sort of weird but we were definitely in an era of here is a christian mega conference and here's a whole bunch of 14 and 15 year olds and we are going to jump and shout and praise god and we are going to do whatever it costs for him there's a whole bunch of baggage that comes with that for a lot of us and i think a lot of you guys in other countries would have experienced that too in your own way in your own cultural context what I really appreciate about Hillsong's new music is that it is so honest. And that's something that I've really noticed since Empires a couple of years ago. Now, please don't think that's me saying that the previous music wasn't honest. It was. I grew up with it. I loved it. Um, but since Empires, I've really found that it's taken on a more personal tone. And whether that's because it comes from the songwriter's own journeys or not, I can't say. But I do really appreciate the fact that Crocker talked about his own journey in that and reflected on Joel's own journey in that. But songs like Another in the Fire feel like they're actually born out of struggle. And they feel like they're born out of wrestling with mental health and asking God where he is when life sucks and when we don't get the healing we ask for and when we have a broken heart. And then you have a song like Good Grace and it's about saying to God, I will choose to find joy because you are with me even though life sucks right now. And it doesn't feel unhealthy. A lot of us growing up in the church, at least me, I think we sort of grew up with this whole like, it's good to be a martyr. It's good to be sold out for the kingdom. And I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing anything Jesus said in the Bible. Please don't think that. But we grew up with the context of, we should do anything to the point that it's unhealthy for the sake of the kingdom to save souls. And I don't think Jesus asked us to be unhealthy or to be unhappy. I think he asked us to follow him, but I think that looks very different to maybe what we were taught. What I love about these new tracks from Hillsong, and I see it reflected in a lot of the artists that we've been talking to lately, is that those of us sort of probably in our late 20s, early 30s now, and either side of that, to be fair, we're actually going, well, what does this audacious faith actually look like in the real world when we have a God who is all loving and all knowing? And that comes out in the songs where they say a God for all people, a God who loves everyone. We all have different thoughts and opinions on what that looks like. But if you go back to the basics of who God is and the basics of the God that we were taught about when we were kids, hopefully when you remove all the denominational stuff and all the fancy jargon and all the guilt and shaming that so many of us went through for me the core of the god that we learned about is love and that's why i stay and why i choose to know this god a lot of us have had to deconstruct our faith and some people talk about deconstructing faith like it's a bad thing, like you're going to be throwing out the Bible and you're going to be interpreting it wrong and you're just going to go with your feelings. I disagree with that. I think that God is big enough to stand up to anything and that a God who can't be deconstructed by us and put himself back together so we can see who he really is isn't really a God that I want to follow, to be honest. That's totally your call, but that's me. The God I know is big enough to deal with anything and that's what I see in these songs. Sure, they're released by the biggest Christian bands in the world right now and lots of people have thoughts about that. I have had thoughts about it in the past and I've had cynicism about it in the past. But all my interactions with Hillsong on a professional level have always proven me wrong and proven to me that no matter what 
And no matter how successful you are or how small or big you are, uh, when it comes to the core of actually meeting a person where they're at, the core of most people is so good. And that's what I found with a lot of the members of Hillsong when I've had the privilege of meeting them. And that's what I found with a lot of the people we've been talking to over the last couple of seasons. People are good. It doesn't feel like that all the time. And it's been a wrestle for me and a struggle with me through this podcast to go, how much do I talk about the outside world and everyday culture and crisis? And how much do I just focus on these interviews so that these episodes are somewhat timeless? Like you can pick it up in a year and go like, oh yeah, that's cool. Because of that, I didn't talk about things like the terrorist attack in New Zealand or so many things happening in the Middle East and things that are all over my Facebook and, and rightfully so and, and things that are happening in Australia right now. And no matter where you live right now, we could all probably reel off a list of things happening in our neighborhood and in our country and in the lives of our friends that are so much bigger than this podcast. These songs that Hillsong are releasing, and this is not just Hillsong, it's other songs that people are creating and songs that move me and that move us, remind me that even amidst all that chaos and confusion and so much evil, there's still some inherent good in people because God's fingerprint is on them. That's what I need to remember. That's what this podcast reminds me of. I actually had someone I interviewed who will be on later this season reached out to me after hearing about the New Zealand attacks. I am a full country away from New Zealand. I live in Australia. I've been to New Zealand once. It is a stunning, beautiful place. The people there are so good and I have so much respect for them and for Jacinta Ardern. But I definitely know people who were far more impacted by the by the terrorist attacks in New Zealand than I was. And yet I had this this guy from a band that I'd spoken to a couple of days earlier email me saying to me, I heard about what happened and I heard one of your politicians said this and I'm so sorry this is happening where you live. And that was such a humanizing moment for me because the world seems like such a big divisive place and... Different countries have different stuff going on. And I'd literally been talking to this man about human trafficking and the condition of his own country. I was just really touched because it reminded me that even though the world doesn't always make sense, let's be honest, it never makes sense. And even though we are hurting and we see Christians or people doing things in the name of God that would never ever be done at the hand of God and even though so many of us have been hurt by people who say they know God and so many of us have been part of communities and left communities and and some of us have left faith and some of us define our faith so differently now but all this to say is that when I was reflecting on this album People and when I was reflecting on this podcast and how significant it was for me to be interviewing a member of United uh, a band and a church that has represented so much of the disjointed uh, and complicated nature of the church to me, purely because so many churches take Hillsong now and and work within that structure and that framework and embrace their music. And because of that, it means that if you're going through stuff or you've been hurt by the church, it's very easy, at least it was for me, to attach the Hillsong tag onto that and to sort of go, oh yeah, don't like them, don't trust that. 
it was really healing for me to be able to speak to Maddie and to encounter Hillsong in this way. It was professional, but it didn't feel anything but genuine and actually find healing in that. So in between this interview with Crocker and this encounter I had with this other musician who just emailed me out of the blue to say, I'm really sorry about what happened in New Zealand. I just really want to say thank you to you guys for being part of this journey with me. That was a long rewind, but I want to thank you for sticking it out. Thank you for listening to this episode with Crocker. Isn't he a legend? It's a very Aussie term to say legend, but I can tell you he's a stand-up bloke. Really cool guy, and I'm so glad that he was on today. You can still pick up People, April 26. It is out, so make sure you do that. As always, please feel free to contact me. My name is Jess, and you can find us at Between You Me Pod. That is on Instagram particularly, but we're also on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you follow us. We're having lots of fun stuff come up, audio snippets, videos, some really fun stuff that I have a lot of fun putting together and choosing for you. So I would love you to follow us and to connect. As always, please remember that you can subscribe. In fact, go do it right now, guys. If you listen to this and you enjoy the episode, go subscribe now to Between You and Me. Just literally search Between You and Me podcast. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify and Stitcher. If you would like a direct link, just search betweenyouandmepod.com. You will find links to all our platforms that we stream on on our homepage. Click on them. It will take you and click subscribe. We are there and you will find every new episode dropped in your inbox as soon as it appears on the Friday. We are coming up to Easter week now and it's a holy week and it's also a holiday. So we will be missing next week and you'll have two weeks until the next podcast episode. I will see you guys in two weeks. listening to the Between You and Me podcast. Stay connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to jesuswire.com.